Today on this edition of the Forest City Church Podcast, Lead Pastor Eric Parks and Providence Baptist Church Lead Pastor Bill Martin tag-team the message during a historic combined church service. Let me start this morning by first thanking Pastor Bill Martin and Providence Baptist Church for allowing us to worship with you this morning. I also want to thank um, the man we call the Don, Don, TJ Addington, for all of his work for this morning, work that many of you won't know behind the scenes to make a day like today happen. Um, also, many esteemed guests that are with us, I'd like to give a shout out to our mayor. Sir, thank you so much for being with us this morning. And so... Let me tell you how this morning's gonna work. Now, I don't know when you grew up, um, what era you grew up in, but when I grew up, there was this thing called WWF. Anybody know that wrestling? Now it's WWE, it ain't the same. Back when I grew up, it was WWF, it was Hulk Hogan, Jimmy Superfly Snooker, the junkyard dog, huh? And they used to do this thing, they used to do this thing where, um, where, where, where they would, uh, Pair up and partner up and do tag team wrestling. You've seen that tag team where they tag each other. So this morning, what Bill and I thought is we do a little tag team, not wrestling, not wrestling. Because I think you got me if we wrestle. But we're going to do some tag team preaching. We're literally going to do tag team preaching on a verse. And so I'm going to show you how it, how it works. So so let, let's, let me tag you out. Okay, here we go. Certainly. To God be the glory in this place. This is something that has happened. It took two years for us to do it. And many people thought that it, this day would not come. And that river that divides both the east and the west, we now built a bridge. And on today, and so on today, Eric and I will present a message dealing with the walls coming down. Whatever barrier, whatever wall that you have, they will come down on today. Again, God bless you. You know, the the reality is, is that human beings have been building walls for a really long time. Like, for a really long time. This is what we do as cultures, right? I mean, look, look, look around. Like, not too long ago, there was this thing called the Berlin Wall. We all remember that. I remember when it came down in 1989. You, you can look back in history and see the Great Wall of China. And you can go all the way back thousands and thousands of years to another wall. One that we find in the Bible was the Wall of Jericho. From the very beginning, we've been building walls, trying to keep people out. This is what we do. And in Joshua chapter 6, we find the children of Israel coming to a moment where they face a wall that has been built to keep them out. Now, this is what we know about this wall. Excavations have been done, and this was a wall that was about 11 to 14 feet high. At the top, it had a smooth stone that angled at about a 35-degree angle, went another 35 feet from there, and it joined this massive stone wall. It was impregnable. You couldn't get past it. 
And so I want you to think for a minute, being the children of Israel and coming and staring and looking at that wall, what that would have felt like. Now, now remember, remember, these folks were slaves for 400 years. 400 years. Now, after they left Egypt, they wandered around for 40, just, just wandering around. So for 440 years, they've been chasing the dream, chasing the promise, trying to find their destiny. And when finally they get to it, what do they see but a wall they won't be able to get past? Anybody ever felt that in their life? Like where you know God has this thing for you, like a promised land, like a destiny. Oh, no, no, let me be clear. All of you have one. Oh, no, don't get it twisted. Every single person in this room, whether you're in the balcony or you're down here, God has given you something to do on this planet. He has a plan. He has a purpose for you. You understand? I didn't like the way that you responded to that. <laughs> Seemed to me a bunch of people don't know they have a plan for their life. You have a plan for your life. Listen. But here's the truth, just like with the children of Israel, because here's what we know, is that God promised them that land. In fact, you go back to Scripture and you'll see that Jesus, uh, God promises this way. The Bible actually says, so Joshua ordered his officers, his people. This is, if you go back to Joshua chapter 1, listen to what he says. He says, three days from now, we're going to cross the Jordan. We're going to go take possession. Now listen, take possession of the land that God has given us. Now, on the surface, this seems like an oxymoron because this is how gifts from God sometimes work where we go now wait a minute wait I thought you said you gave it to me what do I why do I have to go now take it well wait, I thought you gave it to me why do I have to go get it and I was thinking how do I help us understand our journey and going and getting our destiny and crashing through walls what do we have to do and I was thinking about sailing I mean I look like a sailor don't I I never sailed a day in my life, but this is what I know about sailing. What little I know is that that sailor can get on the boat and he can do all the work that he has to do, right? Like put up the sails and tie the knots. But if the wind doesn't blow, the boat doesn't go very far. But on the other hand, that wind could howl. And if that sailor doesn't do all the things the sailor has to do, that boat doesn't go anywhere, right? Like, we have a role to play in going and grabbing the destiny has for us. It's said another way, without Jesus, you can do nothing. But if you do nothing, it will be without Jesus. Let me say that one more time. Without Jesus, you can do nothing. But if you do nothing, it will be without Jesus. We have a promised land. You have a destiny. And let me tell you something. We get to these points when we, we can taste what God has for us, and then we see giant walls. And what I fear is too often when we see the wall, what most people go is, oh, I must not be where I'm supposed to be. I guess the opposition means this isn't where we're supposed to be. I guess the wall means we must be in the wrong promised land. We went the wrong direction. Joshua, we should have turned left, and you went right. When in reality, opposition is the entrance fee to Canaan. Do you, you see what I'm saying? The, if you're going to be a righteous man or woman, there is going to be opposition. If you're going to be the right kind of spouse, 
There is going to be opposition. Some of you just nodded. You were like, all I'm asking is you pick up your clothes, man. Get your socks off the floor. That's the only opposition you got. Listen, if you're going to be the right kind of parent, if you're going to reach your destiny in Jesus, if we're going to change this city, Mr. Mayor, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna come up against opposition. Right? So do not, do not be surprised when we get to the edge of what is ours and we see walls. This is part of the process. This is what happens. And, and I love this story because oftentimes in my demented mind, I put myself into the scripture, right? I sort of picture like, what do I do if I'm Joshua and I've led all these people to a place where now I promised them Canaan, destiny. And now I'm staring at a wall. And so for the next two minutes before I tag Bill in, I'm going to put you inside of my demented mind and how I imagined it would have gone with God if it were me and Joshua. And Joshua, you know, was me. I'd been like, no, wait a minute, Lord. You brought me to this space where you promised us and now there's a wall. What am I supposed to do? And then I imagine God going, well, listen, I've got good news and bad news. Which do you want first? You ever had one of those? You know, which do you want first? And I'm like, all right, we'll start with the bad news. There is a wall. Okay, well, what's the good news? I remove walls. Okay, okay. So then I imagine, okay, well, then my next, my next play would be, well, then what's the plan, right? What's the plan? I'm here with a bunch of people, so tell me the plan. And this is what I love about God. God just has messed up plans all the time. You know what I'm saying? How many, how many God-sized miracles actually start with some great Guy or woman going, hey, I got a really good idea. None. God, God doesn't really look at our plans too much, does he? And so here's God. He goes, Joshua, here's what I want you to do. And this is Joshua chapter 6, and I'm going to read it the way I would hear it. But, but this is actually in the Bible. It says, march around the city once with armed men. Now, when I hear that, I'm like, now, now, now we're talking. I get some armed men. We're about to knock this wall down. He says, now, here's what I want you to do. Now, do this for six days. I would have been thinking... How about one? We've been wandering around for 40 years. Could we do one? Okay, six days, armed men got it. What's next? Because now, now what I want you to do is have seven priests carry trumpets. Now, on this one, I'd have been like, wait, what? We, we, I don't need any priests. How about some more armed dudes? He says, no, no, no. I want you to get some trumpets, and I want you to get ram's horns, get in front of the ark. And on the seventh day, I want you to march around the city seven times with the priests blowing trumpets. And when you hear the sound, a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army shout. And that's it. I'd have been like, you have to be kidding. You brought me to a wall that is absolutely insurmountable and you want me to walk around it and shout? That's your plan, God? Your plan is for me to walk around this wall seven times with a bunch of trumpets? You want me to Miles Davis this thing and the thing? What, what, what is this? Like this is, but listen, you think that's funny, but that's what we do to God all the time. He says, listen, here's what I want you to do. I want you to wait on this. And we're like, God, I'm not waiting. Give me a plan. I want you to wait on this. He says stuff to us and we go, no, 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 that's not what I want to do. I don't want to do it that way. I want some armed men. I want some armed men to solve this problem. I solve this problem tomorrow. I want some money in my bank account to solve this problem. I know how to solve it, God. 
He says, I want you to walk around this thing seven times. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. Huh? Somebody knows what I'm talking about. But listen, listen. God's ways on our ways, and sometimes when we do stuff like this, I honest, honestly think I was looking at Bill when we, were, when we were having this idea, and I'm like, doesn't, if you said, how are we gonna fix all that ails our community, the divide that runs through, the racial issues we see, how are we gonna do it? A block party. Well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, right? You go, that's like having a bunch of ram's horns and Playing Miles Davis, how in the world is that going to work? I said, I don't know how it's going to work, but this is what God does, right? And our job isn't to think up plans. Our job is to listen and do. See? Our job isn't to think up plans. Our job is just to do what he asks us to do. So if you find yourself on this moment, in this day, not understanding what it is that God asks you to do, stop thinking, start marching. Stop thinking, start walking. Oh, here we go, folks. And so even though Joshua did not understand what God was saying to him, Joshua complied with the plan of God. Even though he didn't understand the instructions, even though the instructions seemed to be weird and unique, he followed the plan of God. He followed the plan of God because Joshua was a man of faith. But the only way that this plan would be successful, he had to also be a man of obedience. God God instructed the people of Israel to carry the trumpets. Eric then let us know with the ark of the Lord following them. For you do know the ark was the representation of God. And oftentimes we get in trouble because we don't follow him. We want him to follow us. But if you want to be successful in whatever you're doing, you better put God first. And he'll lead you to where you need to go. Six days. And they were not to speak. Don't say anything for six days. But on the seventh day, the day of completion, on the seventh day, they were to follow this routine with one addition. They were to shout in the glory to God. Because the city is about to be delivered unto them. I said, when the trumpet sounded, when the people gave a loud shout, they were supposed to, the walls were supposed to come tumbling down. They took the city. But unlike Jericho, you all, we here don't have a wall that measures that wide. We don't have a wall that is that high. But what we do have, we have a river. We have a river that has divided us for many years. And on today, we come two churches, two sides of town, building a bridge to knock the wall down, the walls of colorism, knocking down the walls of sexism, knocking down the walls of racism, knocking down the walls of classism, knocking down the walls of ageism and knocking down all the other walls of isms. We came today to sound the trumpet. Come on, let's get out of here. We came today to give a shout unto the Lord and see the glory of the Lord fall on down. 
So as I leave y'all this morning, I close by telling y'all there's still one more wall that needs to come down. Have I got a witness? I said there's still a wall that has to come down. That wall is a wall called sin. Have I got a witness? What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood. Have I got a witness? I thank God that one Friday that wall came down. It was on the hill far away. Have I got a witness? They put nails in his hands. They pierced him in his side. Crown of thorns was on his head. And oh, the blood came streaming down. Have I got a witness? I thank God that he died. That's why we're here, because he died. Didn't he die? I said, didn't he die? He died until the sun refused to shine. Ooh, he died until the moon dripped in blood. Oh, he died, but I'm so glad that's not how the story ends. But he said, if you take my life, I'll lay it down. Three days, one for the father, one for the son, one for the Holy Ghost. He got up, he declared, I got all power, all power. He's Mary's baby. He's Joseph Horse plowing in the valley. He's the role of Sharon. He's the Alpha. He's the Omega. He's the first. He's the last. He's the beginning. He's the end. He's food on your table. He's clothes on your back. He's a shelter in the time of storm. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Yeah. yeah. I feel it moving. Yeah. I feel him moving in this place. Whatever you need, God's got it. If you need a healing, there's a healing in this place. If you need to be delivered, if you need to be delivered, there's a deliverance in this place. Say yes.
But I feel like Jeremiah is like fire. It feels like church in here right now. I said it feels like church. You've been listening to Pastor Eric Parks and Pastor Bill Martin with a tag team message. Thanks for listening.